This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. presents Winged Nation. Race results, opinion, news, and views about the greatest show on dirt, Sprint Cars. Now your hosts, the lovely and talented Steve Post and former Miss Knoxville Nationals, Kendra Jacobs. Hey there, everyone. Welcome in. It's Wing Nation here on MotorRacingNetwork.com, and we are glad you've joined us launching a brand new program here on the network, and glad you've joined us over the next... Uh, Probably 10, 12 months, we're going to cover just about everything in wing sprint car racing, and we'll do it each and every Tuesday at 12.30 Eastern Time, one-hour program. Of course, you can catch us live, streaming live, or you can always come back to MotorRacingNetwork.com or tell your friends to join us and link to it on the uh, front page down where it says podcast. We'll be in there. Also, World of Outlaws pages, a page where we'll be linked to as well. So we're glad you've joined us, and it is Wing Nation riding shotgun with me, or maybe I am riding shotgun with her, my good friend Kendra Jacobs. Kendra, how are you? I'm great, and um, I am not driving this this car here. You are de- <laughs> totally in control, Steve. I'm shotgun on your show. Well, uh, Kendra, let's just, let's just uh, many of you listening know Kendra, some of you listening from the NASCAR world know who I am, but let's just, let's just tell a little bit about us and what we're going to do here on the show, and then we'll roll up our sleeves and get right into it. And by the way, uh, we got a great lineup here today. The legend Sammy Swindell and Doug Ald going to join us also. He's the publisher of Sprint Car and Midget Magazine, so you need to keep locked in here for the next 60 minutes. But Kendra is here. We did a couple of podcasts last year. Kendra is the 1996 Miss <laughs> Knox. Nationals. A long time ago. Exactly, as you heard, as you heard there. Uh, daughter of Kenny Jacobs. Kenny, a four-time O'Reilly All-Star Circuit of Champions uh, champion. 98 wins over there. Has won races like the Williams Grove National Open, the Hoosier 100, and the historic big one. So, Kendra, sprint car racing is not new to you. You've been you've been sprint car loving your whole life. I have. I, I, my first race, and this story might be exaggerated at this point. My first race, I was six weeks old, and... Um, probably just sitting up in the grandstands with my mother who had another child at that point too. So yeah, I grew up in the grandstands of dirt tracks all across the country, just, you know, waiting at the pit gate to get in after the races were all over. And this is all I did. You know, I spent my life traveling the road and, Mm -hmm. and going from dirt track to dirt track. And I remember as a kid thinking that every kid did that. I didn't know (laughs) that that was a different life than all the other kids I went to school with. So yeah, I mean, sprint car racing's in my blood. This is what I do. This is what I love. Still have an extreme passion for it. Yeah. And um, and you hate to say that you love talking dirt, but this is us getting dirty. And, and this is the hour each week that I cannot wait to, to get to. Oh, we're having a blast. Now, now, you had to come to the realization that every kid didn't go racing, okay? 
When did you come to the realization that your dad was Kenny Jacobs? Not just some other guy that raced sprint cars, but a but a pretty pretty good racer. Um, you know, I and and I I know my mother's listening now, so she's probably going to kill me. But <laughs> <clears throat> I remember. Being a kid in the in the pits, and, and we didn't have the big, you know, enclosed trailers with lounges like NASCAR teams have. And the drivers would literally change clothes in front of everyone. I mean, they'd try to get out of the way, but they're they're yeah. pretty much stripping down. And I remember staying with my mom once, and I was like, why are all these girls watching my dad change clothes? It was just a weird, like, really? why, yeah. are, why are people standing around as just dad? Like, and then you start to realize the kids that ask for autographs and... As you get older, you realize that's not necessarily normal. When you go to your other friends' houses and hang out with their parents, their dad's not – they don't have their own T-shirts. You know, like, (laughs) you know, my friends' dads didn't have a T-shirt that I could buy and wear around. So I think that's about the age. I I would say right about junior high I started figuring out. And and the way I knew that something was really different, I remember sitting in homeroom in seventh grade, and a kid looked down at my tennis shoes, and he said, why do you have so much mud and dirt on your shoes? And (laughs) – to me, that was normal. And yes, yeah. I probably should have cleaned them. And I look back now and think, yeah, why were they so dirty? But that was normal. It was, And I remember that was Williams Grove mud. That's when I was going to Pennsylvania every weekend. And that was normal to me. But that's when I started realizing my life wasn't, normal. you know, it wasn't normal. normal it wasn't the typical kid. family. But I would not trade it for anything. It, it's an amazing story. My my background in it, and, and, and a lot of you follow along in, in the NASCAR world, I broadcast on Motor Racing Network and uh, New Pit Road. But it, it's interesting hearing your story talking about your first race. The way I described growing up around racing was that every Saturday night and Friday night that I was home, my dad and I would be at Pencan on Friday night, Five Mile Point on Saturday night. Now, the way I describe it is I, I fast forward. I don't go to six weeks old. I go to 17 years old, the night of my junior prom, okay? I decided I was going to the junior prom and not to Five Mile Point Speedway. Oh, bad choice. Well, absolutely. <laughs> such a bad choice that the night of my senior prom, I was at Five Mile Point Speedway. And not in a tux. Not in a tux, it, yeah. exactly. But and did you have a date? I, did you take your girlfriends to the dirt tracks? No, no, no. You didn't have girlfriends at the dirt tracks. <laughs> I didn't have girlfriends. See, I didn't know girls like you at the dirt tracks. You know what I mean? But no, well, see, here was the problem we always had. If you took a girl to, to Five Mile Point Speedway, there was a guy named Chuck Akulis, a legendary racer there he won 13 straight championships and he drove a pink car drove a pink race car now that's a brave man yes it is it's a brave man the problem is is like if you were dating some girl and she goes to the race and you know she's not going to like it you just know she's not going to like it. I don't like know it. any girls that don't like well, exactly. Well, I knew a lot of them. Exactly. <laughs> New being the key word. And so you'd kind of say, hey, let's pick a winner. Let's pick a winner. Well, of course she picked the pink <laughs> car, so it was no fun. You know? so, and she was going to win every time. I know, exactly. And still wasn't able to lasso one in on that. So, well, Steve, right. well, you found some. We're going to find really good racing people now. I mean, our <laughs> exactly. listeners are going to be hardcore dirt track race yeah, fans. Exactly, exactly. Now, last year, you had a chance to uh, work the Knoxville Nationals for the local radio station out there, and we did a little bit of these podcasts along the way, but uh, it had to be fun to go out to the premiere event and work the Knoxville Nationals. You've obviously spent most of your early August in Knoxville, mm, Iowa. But, second uh, home. Yeah, exactly. But it uh, had to be neat to go out there and kind of get a different perspective of it last year and get, get your feet wet in this broadcast business. Yeah, you hate to use the, the cliche of a dream come true, but that was really something I grew up watching. And, and for the first time, I got to actually um, be a part of what was going on and, and know mm. that 
if there was someone who wasn't at the track, like there have been years where I haven't been able to go to Knoxville, that I was the one telling them what was going on. And, and hopefully I conveyed the excitement of last year's nationals because I still feel like that was probably the best feature event I've ever seen ever in yeah. sprint car racing. And it was um, incredible to be a part of that and the 50th anniversary of the nationals and the crowd was amazing and really high intensity during that whole week. And just to, just to be a part of that and be able to say, I saw or knew, got to talk about firsthand what was going on. That was very, very cool. And I'm looking forward to doing it again this year. Cool. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Well, that's enough about us. Let's talk a little racing. You ready yeah, to talk racing? Yeah, the more exciting stuff. That's... Steve, I've known you for years. You're not exciting anymore. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A couple of items that are out during this off season that kind of make you go, hmm, if you will. Uh, when the World of Outlaws schedule came out, uh, they announced that the Knoxville Nationals is going to be a World of Outlaws sanctioned race. It is. Your thoughts? You know, um, my first fear was, oh, no, they're going to change something. You know, and, and you just can't change the nationals, whether yeah. it's, you know, I just don't see them ever changing the format because the format is what makes the Knoxville Nationals so intense and exciting. Every time you're out on the track, it means something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried about provisionals being allowed because I just think that discredits yes. the race itself and, and worried that uh, too much would change. But I just don't think that's going to happen. The more I thought about it, the more I think this is more of a business deal than it is a competition deal. Mm-hmm. And I think to the average fan, you really won't see any differences. You won't notice anything. Maybe some signage, uh, a little more advertising for the race probably. But as far as the nightly competition, I don't think you'll see any changes. As long as that happens, I think that sounds good. It sounds great. Yeah. If, yeah. if it happens. Yeah. See, see, where I had, I had the same feeling, and you and I, we, we, we knew we were going to talk about this, but we didn't talk about what we were going to say. In my point, last year we did the podcast leading into it, and the one thing that sticks out in my mind that you said is every time you go on the track, it counts. Mm-hmm. Every time you go on the track, it counts. Who better than learning that the hard way than Jason Myers? He went out, and, and most of you are familiar with what happened, got into a little little back and forth during the end of one of the qualifying races or one of the races. Uh, normally, they take three to the scales. At Knoxville, they take four to the scales. They were going down the back stretch after the race on the cool-down lap, John with each other, swerving at each other and everything, and Jason in the fit of, of in just the heat of the moment, drove straight to his trailer, missed it, missed the scales, DQ'd from that race, basically eliminated himself from the Knoxville Nation. Love to see Jason Myers race anytime I can, but I think that exemplifies how neat the Knoxville Nationals are. If we get into provisionals and we get into those things, then every time Jason's on the track doesn't count because he would have been able to get into the race on a provisional. So I share that with you. I, I hope that I, I hope that we don't see stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I love Jason too, yeah. you know, and I, I appreciate what all these guys do, and I know that's the biggest race for them each year, and you want to see them compete in it because that's what they work for all year. But if you do start allowing provisionals and allow guys like Jason a little more favoritism because they're one of your own, mm-hmm. and we hate to say that happens, but it does from time to time. Oh, provisionals do that. Yes. Yeah, and, and you just you just don't want to see someone not or someone get into the race who didn't have to go through all the heartache and the stress that those other 24 drivers did to get in there. And, mm-hmm. and again, nothing against any single out drivers, but I would feel that would discredit the race a little bit. Yeah. Well, time is going to tell what the rules are going to tell. And I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit as we go on. 
Now, the All-Stars, they kick off on Thursday night at Screven Motor Speedway in Sylvania, Georgia. Just saw a Facebook post where Donnie Schatz and his team, they left a little early because of the pending winter storm. Uh, Going to be a big season for the All-Stars. But, Kendra, and, and there's a lot of details here, but basically what the All-Stars are doing, they're going to have three separate point funds, okay? Eastern region, 20 races, Florida, Central Pennsylvania, New York, and Canada. They're going to pay a $20,000 to win point fund, paying back 10 spots. When April comes around, the middle region will be Ohio, West Virginia, Michigan, India, uh, Indiana, and Western Pennsylvania. Again, approximately 20 races. Ohio Speed Week's part of that. $20,000 to win point fund, back 10 spots. And then late in the summer, there's a Western region uh, going to be Thunder in the Plains, or Thunder Through the Plains it is, a $10,000 point fund for that. I'm still trying to get my arms around it a little bit. But what do you what do you think when you read about that, Kendra? Yeah, and, and I'm anxious to hear your opinions on this too because we haven't gotten a chance to talk about this. Um, my initial reaction was not real great with yeah. this one. I, I just think um, I, I'm trying to see this both ways, and I think it uh, it discounts it. I think it totally wipes it out as a traveling series. I don't think you're going to see a lot of guys travel the entire season. And and they did say there's going to be $25,000 that they will split amongst those that travel full-time. And and they're going to let the drivers decide how to split that. I just don't see too many of them doing that. I don't think they had a whole lot of full-time followers as it was. But now if you can just... You know, save money and stick in one specific region, mm-hmm. and and tailor your schedule to that area, and still have a chance of winning twenty thousand, but not spend the extra amount to travel a whole season. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. So I think it will raise their car counts okay. on a nightly basis. I do. I think there'll be a lot more locals that come out for that race, whether they're hmm. in the Thunder through the Plains, they might have more guys from the Midwest come and run all those, or if they're in Pennsylvania, you might have a lot more guys come to the All Star race. Yeah, but. I just don't see um, like a Tim Schaefer who ran all of them and won the championship. Tim might do it again, but I just don't see a whole lot of guys considering doing being an all-star regular anymore. It's going to be interesting, and I, I really have pretty similar thoughts to you because I'm not sure. I think Pennsylvania is going to be fine. In fact, it may enhance the Pennsylvania mm-hmm. shows. Uh, you get all those guys from Pennsylvania, and they know they don't have to commit to run 20 races with the all-stars. Uh, of course, this has sprung on them here recently, and they start – Thursday night, so we'll see who can make it down there. Uh, in Ohio, I'm kind of torn. I don't know about this the 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 one the one out west, thunder through the plains, because I think the marquee drivers like a Tim Schaefer may not go out there and travel for it. So I think time is going to tell. I find it interesting. You think it's going to increase the car count, and I, I hope that's the case because good solid fields of race cars really. I mean, it's great to have the marquee names, but if you have a small field, it doesn't matter who's there. It's just not good. So, And I, and I think this decision was probably to help the drivers because um, the cost right now is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. economy and, and gas prices and the ability to run the full series anymore is getting nearly impossible for the majority of teams anymore. So I think this was with the driver in mind, with the teams in mind, and I'll be anxious to see how yeah. it works out. We'll ultimately know as the season unfolds, and we'll cover it all here on Wing Nation's Coming up, more Winged Nation on MRN Radio. This is Winged Nation. Back to Steve and Kendra. 
Welcome back, everyone. Wing Nation rolling along here. We're glad you've joined us on MotorRacingNetwork.com. Forty years ago, a young 15-year-old racer climbed behind the wheel of a sprint car at Riverside Speedway in West Memphis, Arkansas, and he's been thrilling fans ever since. Last year, partial schedule with the Big Game Tree Stands team, and one of the legends of sprint car racing joins us next. Sammy Swindell is on the line. Hey, Sammy, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Welcome uh, back to the show. Good to chat with you again. And, uh, and my question is, is uh, 40 years, boy, that's a lot of sprint car racing, a lot of laps in 40 years. Yeah, yeah you can uh, uh, make quite a few laps there in four years. So, um, you know, most people don't get to run maybe half that long. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to be able to do this. Yeah, and, and you not only still get to do it, but you're doing it extremely well and, and, and experiencing possibly the most success of your career. How how does that happen? I mean, you're probably inspiring guys all over the country to get back behind the wheel, but not everyone can do what you're doing right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, you know, a lot of dedication to it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in good enough shape to do that. And, uh, you know, just... Just the desires there, like it's always been, and uh, it, you know, we're just. Uh, I, I'm continuing to try learn things and be able to do it better, and 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 you know, it's just it shows it's paying off. I, I like how you say you're continuing to learn things because, in my mind, and possibly everyone in sprint car racing, you're one of the smartest men to ever you know drive a sprint car and. And could easily own a team, be a crew chief, could do anything you want. But you have this love of driving and of the sport itself. How do you keep that going? Uh, well, it's just—I I guess it's just the desire, the passion, you know, to to um, to win. And um, you know, that's the part that's driven me. You know, from the time I started was, uh, you know, not 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 settling just to to be a part to, to you know be better or, 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 you know, look at things and try to make it better. And, uh, you know, just over those years, there's a lot of things I've done that are just uh, now that's that's the way way they are. You know, the cars are built or the pieces are made. There's a lot of things that I've contributed to that uh, has made things better. But at the same time, it, it's put me ahead, you know, at that point until everybody else catches up. Sammy Swindell, our guest. The last year, Sammy, uh, had a great run at Knoxville, able to win the national open, open at Williams Grove. Kind of hooked up uh, mid-season with the guys at the big game tree stand. And, boy, we saw you out there. We saw you at times mixing it up with Steve, with Jack, and we actually had some podiums with you three on it. Uh, that had to be a neat year as you look back on it. Pretty good resurgence and uh, pretty good establishment that uh, you're still one of the guys to beat when we show up at the racetrack on, on, a, on, any, on any night. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Big game has gave me the opportunity to, uh, you know, to be able to do what what I need to do. I mean, uh, you know, we've got the budget and and the personal, you know, everything's there. We just had to kind of organize it around me, and and the things that uh, you know I felt was better, and uh, we, we just kind of slowly worked on that during the season, and um, you know, and, and tried to concentrate a little more bigger bigger purchase and. Uh, you know, it's all paid off. It's all uh, it worked pretty well. So, I mean, uh, we're looking to try to do the same thing again this year. And uh, but but we're starting off, you know, kind of where we left off. But uh, uh, you know, we're in a lot better shape than we were last year. 
Um, it, it just slows maybe things that might not make us go faster, but but you know if we have a bad or, or, or we get you know it's just organized better that then when, when it's going to be a problem or we have a problem we can resolve it a lot faster and 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 everything's a little more organized so we can you know the way we do the guys do things so we can get more done in a shorter period of time. And Sammy, you've always been very methodical. Um, with your racing style. And, and I see that goes into the schedule you choose and, and the races you pick to run. Do you have anything set in stone for 2011 of where you'll be racing at? No, no, not, not, not as of today. You know, we, we kind of leave that over. I mean, if there's an opportunity for us to do this or do that, we'll, we can, we can look at it or explore it. Um, you know, if there's a reason to run a series or run a, a you know anything uh, we can look at it but uh you know i've been out there and i've won the championship and, and and done things i mean it's just you know there's a lot of races and there's a lot of things that uh, you know you don't really have to race every you know all those races or all those things just to uh be really good at the at the bigger ones and if you win the bigger ones then it makes up for missing some of the smaller a lot of the smaller ones so i mean that's that's kind of what i'm looking at it gives us a little more time to try some things uh to um you know to to earn more i mean if you're going for points or you know going for championship then you got to make every night count i mean this way if we if we get a bad number or we go out at the wrong time and 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 are you know the track slows down or something in our qualifying we're, we're way back in the pack um, use that opportunity to uh, as a test to try things you know so well you know if we, if we really go for it we might run fifth or sixth you know if we try something we might run tenth and you know we might run third so um but but we learn learn from that and it pays off you know down the road and uh that that, that strategy has really worked real well for me uh, in this environment here that we're in right now. Yeah, and I've seen this this lighter, um, happier Sammy Swindell that, you know, when I was a kid and we were out there on the World of Outlaw Tour, there were, it was always kind of the Steve versus Sammy show. And, and you kind of were labeled the bad boy of sprint car racing and the guy that everyone loved to hate. And then I go to Knoxville this year, and you're the only guy getting a standing ovation. I mean, does that surprise you? Oh, I don't know. You know, I think they, they, you know, just people seeing what was, you know, where we come from, what happened. And, you know, they didn't want to see maybe Donnie shots, whatever, <laughs> in a row. Uh, but it, it goes that way. I mean, the same thing. I mean, if you'd have been to different places, there there were places that, that, that probably liked me better than Steve and places that, you know, you go to the other way around, but I mean that's that's what we needed something to draw the people in. So, uh, you know, if we weren't if we weren't putting people in the stands, I mean that that that's our job and that's uh, that's how we get paid. So, uh, uh, if, if we didn't have some sort of a show or some reason people to spend the money to come out, I mean we wouldn't have a job. So. Um, uh, you, you know, it, it's it's like anything. I mean, there's there's going to be times when people like him, people don't. But uh, you know, if if they don't if they don't have an opinion about you, you're probably not running very well. 
<laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Sammy, always a pleasure chatting with you. I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk with you as the season unfolds and uh, probably be talking with you after some big wins, but we appreciate your time joining us here today. Sure. There we go. That's Sammy Swindell, uh, big game tree stands car, ready to go, ready to go for the big ones, and uh, keeping the overall schedule pretty close to the vest. But we'll see what happens when uh, Sammy gets out there tearing it up on the dirt tracks. When we return, we'll catch up with our good buddy Doug All. He is the publisher of uh, Sprint Car and Midget Magazine. We'll talk to Doug in just a moment. You're listening to Winged Nation. We'll have more talk from the dirt track right after this. Back to Winged Nation, here's Stephen Kendra. I'm here, Winged Nation. Appreciate Jason Myers and Sammy Swindell joining us. Let's uh, grab another gear, go back to the hotline. The publisher of Sprint Car and Midget Magazine, Doug All joins us. Hey, Doug, how are you? Great. It's great to be on the show. I'm glad to see you guys are doing this. Oh, we're, we're real excited about it. We have a real passion for – Kendra has a diehard passion for sprint car racing. I have a diehard passion for all short track racing and really I'm starting to love this sprint car stuff. And uh, it, it's all pretty good. And uh, one of the things I enjoy is your magazine. You guys do a really nice job with that, and I, and I appreciate what you do. And, Doug, I'm going to kind of go global with sprint car racing on the North American continent. What do you, what do you see? What's, the, what's kind of, as your perspective, the state of the sport, where we're at with, uh, with all, of this, uh, all of this dirt track racing? Well, I think we're doing pretty well. I mean, we've got our problems like every other section of this, of, of racing right now, mainly due to the economy. Uh, but really, I think all of us are kind of amazed just how resilient we've been, how many cars are out there. The car counts are great. The series are going strong. Uh, the events are doing well. Uh, you know, one of the things in, in short track racing is, is in times of recession, people look for affordable entertainment. They want to get out, especially when they the overall mood is not very good. You find that a lot of times that uh, you'll see a lot more people going to movies, going to things uh, to get out of the house, have some fun. And uh, I think we've seen a lot of that with, with sprint car racing, where uh, through this bad economy, if you look at the Knoxville Nationals 50th uh, anniversary this year, the, the crowds were phenomenal. A lot of the events all, all year have been phenomenal. Just came back from the Chili Bowl where the crowds were phenomenal. Uh, Saturday night was a huge blowout. And um so overall, the you know our car counts have been great. The guys have been out there doing it, and our our fans have been real great. Yeah, Doug, I think one of the overall concerns in in any type of racing right now is the cost, not only for the fans but for the teams too. Do you see anything happening on the sprint car side to lessen the cost for the teams to make it more affordable for the fans? Is there anything that stands out to you that these tracks are doing? Um, not particularly. I mean, there's a lot of talk about it, but it's it's uh, it's something where we kind of chip around at the edges. The big fear is always, you know, everyone wants to do something, and that can be dangerous. You know, if you don't do the right thing, you can make the problem worse. And, and Kendra, you know more than anybody, <laughs> you've been around this your whole life. If you start talking about rule changes to racers or car owners, man, yeah. they go crazy. So it's it's very hard for anyone to, uh, to really uh, come in and start making rules changes, especially if you're not 100% sure that those changes are going to have a positive effect instead of a negative effect. Now, uh, personally, I think the one area we we need to give a lot more attention in sprint car racing is is simply the tires. And and someone you know very well, Brad Doty, mm-hmm. uh, Kendra, he and I have been very vocal about you know let's not pick away at the motors, let's not pick away at at um, this piece and that piece, piece and and trying to check for titanium here and all this other stuff. If we put these guys on on tires that don't hook up as well, 
it's going to take some of the motor aspect out of it, which is really where all the cost is, not just in the cost of the motor initially, but in the rebuilds throughout the season. Um, it's a little easier on the motor. It takes the effectiveness of the really, really high-dollar motors out of the equation, and it's a real simple area. The other thing we can look at is this last year, I think the racing in sprint car, in wing sprint car racing is some of the best racing we've seen. And honestly, some of the reason for that is the Goodyear tire just was not as good. And part of that was by design. It did not hook up as well. And, and that brings the driver more into the equation. We saw more guys come through the field where you could, you know, outrace somebody a little bit more than when the cars are all locked down. Everybody's just wide open. There's just no passing. Yeah, and, and you talk about the excitement of racing. Let's get out of this doom and gloom and money. I, I think we could all discuss how, <laughs> how not fun that is right now. But the racing, and, and Doug, you were at Knoxville. Yes. I will argue that that's one of the best A-Main feature events I've ever seen. What did you take away from that week? Um, yeah, it was an awesome A-Main. I think they got a little bit lucky. I'm still a big fan of the 30 laps without a fuel stop. I, I can't stand fuel stops. Uh, these engines go through so much fuel, though, that if you try to do 50 laps like they did at Knoxville, you're going to have to have one. I think it would have been an awesome 30-lap race. I think it was an incredible 50-lap race. I think Sammy would agree with you, too. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt, but I think he would have loved a 30-lap race. Yeah, well, and and if you look at what was at the 25-lap fuel stop, we had uh, uh, Sammy and Donnie Schatz battling for the lead with Steve running third. I mean, what a great finish that would have been at 30 to have Steve, uh, Steve Kinter and Sammy Swindell battling for the lead with the defending four-time champion Donnie Schatz for the 50th anniversary. That would have been a great finish. But, you know, regardless, we went 50, and that was an incredible race, too. That, that finish with uh, uh, Tim Schaefer taking the win, an underdog, a guy who certainly deserved it, really underrated driver, especially for as well as he's been driving the last few years, uh, really deserved the win, felt terrible for Sammy to – you know, three laps left, you you lose a race that big. He's only won it once before, which is amazing in itself. I think it's 83 that he won it. Uh, but to lose a race, you know, three laps from the end because a Goodyear tire blows. And on top of that, that's the guy that helped develop the Goodyear sprint car tire. So it's uh, <laughs> it, it was a tear, you know, it, it was hard to see Sammy do that. Um, it's great to see him take a bow and get a standing ovation for it. But um, it great ending, great race. I think it was a, a home run. Yeah, yeah, I know the, the the enthusiasm that uh, uh, from that seemed very, very big. Doug here on Wing Nation. Of course, we talked the Outlaws, we talked Knoxville, we talked the All Stars, but a lot of great regional tours here. And we have just about a minute left to chat with you here on the program. But is there a young driver or, or something happening on one of the regional tours that we need to keep our eyes on as uh, as we roll into this season? Is there someone that really stands out to you? There's not any one driver in particular. I think just in general. Uh, wing sprint car racing is very strong right now. It's uh, If you look at whether it's the World of Outlaws or the guys that are running in Pennsylvania or the All-Stars, or of course the uh, Lucas Oil ASCS National Series is running very, very well. Uh, it, there's just a lot of good wing sprint car racing right now. And and in that, there's there are more outlets these days that drivers are developing. It used to just kind of be uh, you had a two-tier system. You ran the All-Stars until you could get up to the Outlaws. Now there are a number of places where you can develop talent. So we're seeing guys like Cody Dara come out of Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, Tim Schaefer, I think it helped him greatly to run the All-Stars these last few years and run back and forth between the Outlaws. Uh, Tim's one of the best drivers in the country right now. You see guys that have been honing their skills on the Lucas Oil ASCS Tour, like Shane Stewart, who finished on the podium at the Knoxville Nationals in the 410. 
just a lot of good areas right now for drivers to really develop their skills in wing sprint cars. So there's a lot of talent out there right now. Yeah, indeed there is. Doug, Sprint Car and Midget Magazine, uh, we have about 30 seconds. Where can people find it? Where do they need to go? What's your website? How can people get the magazine? Uh, easiest way, like you said, through the website, uh, www.sprintcarandmidget.com, and you can sign up right online there. Man, I'll tell you what, it's a great magazine. You guys do a great job. We appreciate you joining us here today on our inaugural run on Wing Nation. Well, Steve, Kendra, I appreciate you having me on. I'd love to do it any time. There we go. That's Doug Ald. Oh, man, isn't that awesome? I love the optimism there, though, and he's absolutely right. Traveling around, I even up to state New York, went to a couple short tracks, uh, a couple short tracks, some sprint car racing. There's a lot of guys running sprint cars, Kendra. Yeah, and from what I've heard today, they've already pre-sold more tickets for the Florida Speed Weeks than they ever have before. So it does look like sprint car racing is alive and well. All right, she's Kendra Jacobs. I'm Steve Post. We'll be back next Tuesday, 1230 Eastern Time for Wing Nation. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.